This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 98, The Eternal Dilemma, Revenge or Forgiveness, by Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net. And I'm Joss Marie, your host and personal narrator, right here on the Relationships Edition of Optimal Living Daily. This is the show where Justin Mullick hand-selects posts from some of the best relationship blogs in the world, and then I have the honor of reading them to you every Monday through Friday for free. And it's never without permission from the authors. Not only is Justin Mullick the creator and producer of this show, but he is also the host of Optimal Living Daily, which is one of the other shows in our network. Optimal Living Daily covers topics like personal development, minimalism, Zen habits, and much more. For those of you who may not know, Optimal Living Daily Relationships and Optimal Living Daily are just two of the five shows in our network of podcasts. If you'd like to check out any of our other shows and hear even more blog posts being narrated to you for free, simply search for Optimal Living Daily from wherever you're listening to this show or come by oldpodcast.com slash listen. And with that, let's hear today's post by Leo Babauta about that inner dilemma we sometimes face between revenge and forgiveness and start optimizing your life. The Eternal Dilemma, Revenge or Forgiveness by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net It's easy to get upset at someone who has hurt you, but what's the best way to get them back? What kind of revenge, served cold perhaps, can you dream up? I recently had someone write to me about this. Quote, Recently, one of my family members hurt me badly. They believe I am an easy target since I don't want to retaliate or cause conflicts. My question is, should I take the risk of getting revenge, knowing that it is never-ending, not the best solution, or should I forgive this person? The problem is, I don't want to let them walk over me anymore. How do I make them stop and respect me? Or maybe there is another solution? End quote. There are some important issues going on here. Number one, you've been hurt, which isn't nice. It certainly doesn't feel nice. Number two, you want to lash out at the person for hurting you. This is a natural reaction from the anger and indignation that can result from being hurt. Number three, you don't want someone to walk all over you. This seems unfair and seems like it's just adding to the bad treatment. Number four, you want to be respected. And number five, you are worried about the bad consequences of getting back at them. I'm obviously going to argue against revenge, so I should just say that now rather than acting like it's going to surprise you. Instead, let me present my arguments against revenge, then offer up a different approach. A few arguments against revenge. So why not just do what feels right and lash out at them somehow? There are some big problems with that. Number one, it doesn't actually make you feel better. Retaliating might feel good in the moment, but you won't feel better about yourself. You'll just be sinking to a lower level and feeling bad about yourself. Number two, it hurts the relationship. You lash out because you're hurt, but in doing so, you're going to hurt and anger the other person. Your relationship actually gets worse. You might argue that it's their fault, but actually, no, you're contributing to this as well. 
You might argue that you don't care, you don't want a relationship with a person who would hurt you, and that might be true. Just be sure you're not saying that out of anger, but you've calmed down and made that rational assessment. Number three, you're just allowing yourself to act on impulse and fear. When we lash out at someone because they mistreated us, it's not from a rational assessment of what will be best for us or best for the situation. It's an impulse that is born from fear and anger. While this is a natural reaction, I found that it's not the best idea to just follow our impulses without pausing to consider. This leads to impulse problems like eating too much junk food, distraction, procrastination, addiction to video games or TV, and more. Instead, we should get in the habit of pausing whenever we have an impulse, letting the fear subside, and instead, considering what's best for the situation. We shouldn't let ourselves get caught up in a story in our heads about what this person did to us and how wrong they are. That's not helpful. Number four, it doesn't actually make people respect you more. Lashing out in anger or fear is not a recipe for earning people's respect. In my experience, people actually respect you less if you retaliate against others. Maybe they'll want to be around you less, but that's out of fear or dislike of your behavior, not respect. I tend to respect people more who can handle things maturely and with calmness and compassion. Number five, you're not being your bigger self. It's easy to act on our impulses, but what we really want is to become our bigger self. That means the best version of ourselves that we can be, and forgiving ourselves, of course, when we don't do that. The bigger self is one that forgives, is compassionate, doesn't act out of fear or anger, and handles things maturely. This isn't always easy to do, so we shouldn't think of it as an ideal to always strive for but as a guideline for how to act when we're able to consider things with calmness. So, if retaliation and revenge aren't the best ideas, what's better? A more compassionate approach. I believe a more compassionate approach is better because, number one, you're being your better self. Number two, it makes you feel better about yourself. Number three, you earn the respect of others by being more mature. Number four, it helps your relationships. Number five, it is a kind thing to do to the other person who is obviously having difficulties. Number six, it makes the world a better place, one relationship at a time. You might disagree with these reasons, but I've found them to be true. Here's how to do it. Number one, pause instead of acting on impulse, fear, and anger. Notice when you're about to lash out from anger and fear. Instead of acting on that impulse, pause. Breathe. Take a time out. Consider your actions before acting. Number two, stay with the physical feeling instead of the story. When you're angry or afraid, there is a story in your head that's causing it, such as, they're being so rude. Instead of dwelling on this story, Bring your attention to how this feels in your body, physically. Where is the feeling located? In your chest, stomach, neck, face? What physical sensations can you notice? Stay with these feelings as long as you can, returning to them when you notice your attention going back to the story, such as, why do they need to act this way? 
Stay with the feeling and give it more compassion. Number three, enlarge your perspective to see their difficulty. Once you've stayed with the feeling for a few moments, see if you can get out of your you-centered story and embiggen your perspective to include what the other person is going through. Are they having a bad day? Are they suffering through some difficulty? Feeling fear or anger? Do you know what it's like to go through that yourself? When you realize the other person is probably having a difficult time, struggling with something, you might find some compassion in your heart for what they're going through, in addition to the offense you feel. This is the space you want to enter. Number four, ask. What is the most compassionate thing you can do for both of you? Is it having a gentle conversation with them? Is it ending the relationship so you don't hurt each other? Is it getting a third party involved so you can resolve the situation? Is it just listening to their complaints? There are a lot of options. Try to consider ones that don't originate from your anger or fear, but instead are compassionate. Number five, what do you need to do to respect yourself? I'm not suggesting that you be a pushover and let other people walk all over you. Compassion isn't about not respecting yourself. In fact, it's the opposite. You often need to take steps to protect yourself so you don't get hurt, or at least to speak up for yourself. It's not compassionate to remain silent when you're being hurt, but at the same time, you can respect yourself if you make your concerns clear in a gentle way. Or set your boundaries with the other person firmly, but without anger. Number six, what's the most loving thing you can do for them? This might be listening to them, giving them a hug, showing them that you care. But it also might be letting them go because your relationship with them isn't helping them. Or creating some space, at least for a little while, so they can have time to cool down. And you can too. There are lots of options. But considering this along with how to love and respect yourself is where you want to be. None of this is easy. I'm not claiming there are miracle solutions. But it's not easy to hurt your relationship with escalating retaliations. And it's not easy to deal with resentment and anger in yourself. Compassion isn't easier, but it does bring greater happiness all around. You just listened to the post titled, the Eternal Dilemma, Revenge or Forgiveness by Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net. I just want to give a huge thanks to Leo for letting us feature his content so frequently here on the Relationships Edition of Optimal Living Daily. If you'd like to hear more of Leo's content being narrated to you for free, make sure and check out Optimal Living Daily. Justin Mullet covers Leo's content pretty frequently over on that show too. If that sounds of interest to you, or if you'd like to check out any of the other shows in our network, simply search for Optimal Living Daily from wherever you're listening to this show or come by oldpodcast.com slash listen. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Hard to believe we're 98 episodes down and almost into triple digits. As always, thank you so, so much for listening and also for checking out our other shows. Have an awesome rest of your day and I hope to see you again tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more 
from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. We'll be right back.